1: Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling.
0: Now you're going to die.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of The Stardom Cast. I'm your host Rob Good and I'm joined by Chris O'Brien. How are you, Chris?
2: I'm fine. I'm going to get drunk tonight. That's going to be fun. Um, I'm just happy to be talking about my favourite wrestling in the world right now. So
1: <laughs> It's a lovely little birthday present for you, isn't it? Because it was your birthday on Wednesday, Chris, wasn't it? How old were you?
2: I'm 23 now.
1: 23 years old ladies and gentlemen and everyone everyone that listens to this podcast will be like
2: i fucking hate him i fucking hate him <laughs> and to be fair i'm 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 around the same age as tyler bay which makes me feel like a failure so i can't imagine what tyler <laughs> bay makes you and garth feel like <laughs> <laughs> look
1: what he's doing at 23 look at what i'm doing at 23 yeah i can see that to be yeah fair. i mean-
2: yeah, yeah, I'm t- I'm struggling through uni, and he's there going, "Oh, I'm one of the best, i best wrestlers in the world." I'm like, "Yeah, well, fuck you, you are fucking sexy man." I can't, I can't be mean to Tyler Bay. So you fucking isn't he?
1: sexy man, damn you, you sexy bastard,
2: <laughs> stupid sexy, t- stupid sexy bait. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Tyler Bate is an absolute piece of bait. Now, um. We're not here to talk about sexy men. We're here to talk about really scary women. We're here to um, talk
1: about scary women. We are indeed, Chris. And why are we here to talk about scary women, Chris? Because <laughs> it's a
2: Stardom podcast. It is a Stardom podcast. It is a Stardom podcast. <laughs> like, there's literally, there's literally no other reason there's this is podcast about Stardom. What the fuck else are we meant to talk about? Um, we're here to talk about the um 25th of January, um. Ninth anniversary show from Corican Hall um, Stardom's monthly Corican show being their anniversary show So we pulled out all the stops Honestly I'd say most of this card is um, is above average And like about half of it is amazing And then we, we're going to have A little, a couple points for the Osaka show Mostly because Kigetsu retired with the new champion crown um, And the high speed GP continues which has been sort of nothing so far But you know it's worth talking about and yeah, we're just here to sort of blast through what. Because it's been a quiet month for Sardom, really, hasn't it? Because after um, all of their post New Year um, stuff, like from this Corican to now, there's basically only been the Sack show and the Corican show yesterday. Which, um, yesterday? Tomorrow? Today? It's at some point. Uh, in any case, we won't be covering that. We'll be covering about next time. Anyway, Rob, how much of the Corican show did you watch?
1: So obviously we had the ninth anniversary show at Corican, um, which yeah. 1,602 people attended, which is an absolutely yes. st- astonishing um, sort of amount of people to go to this show. Um, yeah, for,
2: for a non-New Japan company to draw nearly 2,000 is pretty rare nowadays.
1: Absolutely. And it was a good show, like you mentioned. I watched... Um everything apart from the dark match the dark match was Tokyo Cyber squad okay. team of Rena and Rowaka defeating the Queen's Quest team of Hina and Leo Onazaki in 3 minutes and 39 seconds didn't watch that um so the first it was match
2: um There was a really very quickly the there was only one really good part of that where it was it was like a rip cord into a doula throw. that was a cool move i forget who did it but like yeah this match was passable
1: <laughs> <laughs> we move on then to a three-way exhibition, really, for the high-speed GP, um, with azumi defeating Starlight Kid and Zoe Sky in six minutes and three seconds. What did you think, Chris? It
2: was fun. I'll, every time azumi and Starlight Kid gets into a, a ring, the match is automatically a six or above, but also never quite reaches above an eight. <laughs> but this was still extremely fun. Um, Zoe Sky more than kept up. Which like is very hard with a Zuni and Starlight like, kid because they they're basically two fucking bullets, um, in the ring. No, I like I just it was a, generally just an enjoyable opener, nothing groundbreaking. But honestly, for the six minutes it is, I just recommend watching it if you're gonna watch through with Card*. Yeah, it was
1: high speed at its finest. It was it was. Especially the opening was extremely quick paced. Like you said, Zoe Sky kept up. I thought her backpack stunner was great. Um though her music doesn't fit her character in any fucking way no, whatsoever. Not in any fucking way. Like What what should she be coming
2: out to though? What would you have her come out to?
1: Just I don't know anything that's not some kind of poppy princess music which is what seemed to come on because at the t- during her post uh, pre match interview she was sort of tanning and talking about how you know she was going to beat Azumi and stuff like it and being effectively acting like a heel and then her music hits and it's like yeah. what the fuck
2: is this well, she, honestly i think she needs hip hop she like she's a hip hop character
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sort of really embrace that as opposed to the weird techno dance music that we seem to be enduring during that match. Um, It's a small complaint. Like you mentioned earlier, I thought Azumi and Starlight Kids exchanges were the best, um, though the double sunset flip pinfall attempt looked a bit messy. Um, Yeah,
2: but I think that's the spot best. When you consider how young we are and how hard it is to do that spot well, like, Osprey and Sabre in, the, in their match barely managed to do like slip, um, flips into flips well, and they're two of the best in the world. So, and honestly, I kind of let them off on that one.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I gave it six altogether.
2: Yeah, i gave it a six. It's like it's very unlikely for a match going six minutes to reach seven, but also like a match that goes ten minutes can reach nine. So, like, it's weird how times work in wrestling. Anyway, <laughs> the next match was. The six man tag team not match. Not much then. to talk about, to be honest, but, Not you know, at all. It, not at all. It, it was on. Yeah. It was um, it was Oetitai team of Natsukotora, Natsu Kotori, ah, Natsu Natsu and Saki versus um, the Young Stars team of people. I'm not even going to bother naming because I'm not going to have to worry about when who the names are for like five years yet. Apart from Ida, who is getting much better, and I'm really enjoying her. Yeah, Ida's my age. She doesn't look my age, does she? No, neither
1: none of this team look above about fourteen.
2: But, yeah, Ida's twenty two. <laughs> Ida's 22. How old's Hoshino? Um, Hoshino is... She's one of the young ones. Oh, Hoshino's 22 as well. Kamatani? Kamatani is 23. Oh, these are... Oh, I thought... They all look 15.
1: They do. They do all look ridiculously young. And like you say, you're probably not going to have to worry about them for another couple of years yet before they, you know, really ascend into the main well, event
2: scene. I- Ida's starting to like... I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Ida's in the five star this year, so...
1: Yeah, but um... she's not going to do well in the five star, is she?
2: No, she's going to be a um, pin eater, but, or like maybe she'll take someone big to a draw. But although um, this match was definitely set up just to get Saki's heel character over, it's her first big show since turning. And I don't know. I, I prefer her, in her out of time just because in Sars, she was literally just a nothing. Like she was in last month, and you probably don't remember a damn thing about her. <laughs>
1: No, not at all. I, I remember the turn, but that that's unfortunately literally it, which is quite a shame, really, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, and I've been watching for ages, and Saki sort of had no matches of note, really. Like, she's been in a few good six-mans, but, like, she's literally been the worst person in the six-men. So, um, honestly, the best part of this match was when Ida, like, literally hulked up and became Walter for a little while.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it... <laughs> It was five. Star- it was five stars
2: for me. Honestly, uh, I'd get, I'd give it a six just because Edith Hulk enough. I was like, holy shit, she's finally lost it.
1: Re- I don't think it was anywhere near as good as the Izumi Starlight Kid Zoe Sky match, and since we're giving that a six, I don't think we can no. give this six minus a uh, six to be perfectly honest. Get-
2: well, the high six versus low six here, I think. I'm not going to argue with you because we're going to have even bigger disagreements as this card goes on.
1: I can imagine so. Um, let's move on then. Third match, Tam Nakano defeating Kagetsu in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, Tam Nakano, again, looks adorable and then just unleashes, <laughs> which is just absolutely fucking terrifying.
2: It's such, a, it's such a juxtaposition, isn't it? It's like if Garth suddenly like came out as this amazingly progressive person. <laughs> Uh, we
1: can say what we want about Garth on this one because I don't think he's going to listen to this one. Yeah, he's
2: definitely not going to listen. Like It's like if Garth came out and was like, you know what? I agree with the person who's offended.
1: <laughs> um, Kigetsu, Kigetsu amazing, it's... really, really good. It's such a shame she's retiring. Obviously, I know there's um, backstage really stuff here. She the
2: story in the post-match, did Kigetsu.
1: She did. She did. And I'm glad like, it only she, went 10 we... minutes as well.
2: Yeah, but honestly, this is probably the best match under fifteen minutes all year.
1: Um, yeah, I'd, I'd argue it's it's up there definitely. Like, the
2: only the only real competition it has is Zack versus um, Saber at Tokyo Dome, but I'd argue this is better because this match actually felt like a fully formed epic within ten minutes.
1: Yeah, and like it, this... it didn't feel like 10 minutes either. It it flowed by really, really well. It, at no point did it feel like it was going too long, at, you know, as it wouldn't do at 10 minutes, but it it flowed very well. The story was put together very well.
2: Yeah, but it's flow but also the story was told, like, Kagetsu going up a ring, sort of just sauntering about. Yeah. And then um, coming back... In, and then they're just throwing bombs at each other for the rest of the match um, Tam Nakano is somehow getting better and she was already one of the best to start when I started watching about six months ago
1: Yeah, no I agree I mean obviously I've seen very limited amounts of Tam Nakano but this was this was great this was really really good and I actually preferred this to the Orisa match
2: um, I'm actually inclined to agree with you I
1: gave it a 9 I gave it an 8 but I'm willing to give it a 9
2: yeah, especially since, again, we have a massive disagreement coming up. But yeah, no, this match was... Like, honestly, and for that 10 minutes, you don't really have much of an excuse. Seriously, check this out. Because then after the, after the match, um, Tam getting really emotional, we could get to so go and thank you for letting me out a web website so I can actually follow this. Like, it was... Like, again, it was a fully formed story within 10 minutes. And, like, I'm, it's refreshing with stardom. Because, again, we, we're, we're in a climate a climate in new japan where unless there's a never open weight match title matches feel like they have to go 25 or longer whereas in like stardom we're just sort of like we'll let we'll give them as much time as they need and then we'll just let them get on a bit like seriously the run time of this whole show is 90 minutes and the whole thing's great so
1: yeah i agree um Moving on then to the first championship match of the show, and it was the Goddesses of Stardom title match, which is again Stardom's tag team titles, with the team of B Priestley and Jamie Hater defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad team and the current champions Jungle, Kiona, and Konami in 12 minutes and 55 seconds. I have a question, Chris, regarding this. So. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously Jamie at the time of re- at the time of this match, Jamie Hater is in Oeda Tai and B. Priestley is in Queen's Quest. Now in our first yeah. podcast we talked about how the units are very strict or far more strict than they are in New Japan. So why yeah, is less... it?
2: It's honestly I think it's because um two reasons. One, there's new owners. So I think there's just people sort of getting into this seen things with that. And also, um, there's been an unbelievable exodus with a wedatai. Like, remember it this way. The Fire Pro DLC was three people from Wedatai who went in, which was Andras, Kagetsu and and Hazuki. Kagetsu and Hazuki have retired and Andras got kicked out of a Wedatai. So Wedatai was like very anemic. Even so, you know So like this is sort of a this is um the turn that's happened. Life from the night was all down to that, and with B Priestley and Jamie Hayter, they are an established tag team from the tag league, and that's before the Bushi Road buyout. And like, honestly, it was just because they're the Gaijins. So, okay,
1: so that was what I wanted to ask because that was what confused me at with you having obviously said that you know the unit and factions in Stardom are far more strict than they are in New Japan. I just wanted to check that.
2: Yeah, I I completely I I do completely forget that was the. For, um but they did tag team. it's literally just because Priestley was for champion, she didn't want to team with anyone in like Azum- basically in Queen's Quest, Azumi was already taken, which is who B would want to tag with. So she was like, Fuck it, I'm having hater, I can do whatever the fuck I want.
1: Fair enough. So this match then, Chris. Um I love the dynamic between Jamie and B. I think it's great. Um Jungle in this match, I thought she did a great job. Her and Jamie Hater, Jungle as you've already mentioned. Here, wasn't she? Yeah.
2: I Just thought the feather the shit out of each other.
1: But then even when she was literally on her last leg, she's kneeling down, she's getting the shit beaten out of her by Jamie Hater, she didn't tag out because she was like, No, I need to beat Jamie Hater and she didn't tag Konami in for absolutely fucking ages. And I thought that was a really, no, she- really good story beat.
2: Yeah, she didn't tag in Konami until she absolutely had to. Um, like, honestly, Kiona and Konami are two of the like most underpushed people in wrestling right now. It's kind of criminal, especially with Kiona. But, like, actually, something that happened on the ninth anniversary show um, in Osaka. Um, that sort of changed, which I'm very happy about. But, like, there's one spot in this match I want to mention, Rob, and it's going to seem so minor that you're going to hate me. But also, like, I really appreciated it. So, you know how there's an unwritten rule in wrestling where, like, if you even touch during a submission or a pin, in, um, in a tag match that gets broken up. Yes, it's extremely annoying. Yes. In this, Konami came in and started kicking the shit out of B, and B didn't let go of his submission, Which was brilliant, because that is exactly what you should do. No, exactly. Until the point where, like, literally I'm in so much pain, I cannot hold it. Like, you should never, unless it's, like, a fucking bushy or a risk kick, you should not let like, go on the first kick.
1: No, never. And I thought that was really, really good. There was a... There was a moment as well there was um a tag team move between t- um Konami and um Kyo- uh, Jungle where they did a dropkick assisted powerbomb onto B so they got um B yeah. up in a powerbomb with Jamie Hater on the floor and then um I think Konami came off the top dropkicked B and the powerbomb onto Jamie I, just, I really really loved that I thought that was great um despite that there was still some really, really botchy bits in it from Jamie Hayter. Um, uh-huh. So, for example, there was a suicide dive, which looked incredibly botchy. Um, and then there was a lariat, which just looked, it looked really, really messy. Um, and I don't know, I don't know whether that, it didn't take anything away from it for me that much. Um, but it was something that I did notice. And it was on more than one occasion. I don't know if you noticed that, Chris.
2: I did. And like within the grand scheme of stardom where everything is so Chris and Jamie sort of stand out as not being crisp, but I think that sort of lends it to him. I think that sort of lends like it's like in All Japan in the nineties with Hansen, how he was very different. I so I kind of like it, but also yeah, sometimes it does look a bit messy. Um, I think honest but honestly I don't I don't I didn't affect the match quality for me. Just okay. because, like, the main driving force of this match was Jungle Kiona and her selling and her being one of the best in stardom. I love Jungle so much.
1: Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Um, of course, we did have a title change here, though, with B winning with a Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex. Oh, she's not
2: allowed to call it that. Oh, is she not? <laughs> do you want to hear about the drama? Of course I want to hear about the
1: drama. Love a bit of drama.
2: So do you know who invented that move? Uh, Aja Kong. No, maybe not. <laughs> to be fair, it was one of Kong's greatest tracks. Anyway, it was Manami Toyota, and um, B didn't ask permission before taking it.
1: Right, so she's not so, allowed to call it. That.
2: So yeah, so she, she basically she has heat with Manami Toyota, and stardom don't want that. Um, so it's like she called it the Queen's Landing, which I think is a better move to a uh, better name, to be honest.
1: Oh, absolutely, that's a far better like, I,
2: name. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a Joshi fan listening going, ugh, go watch Big Wrestling, Big Egg Wrestling University cunts. But um, no. I don't care. It's a better name. Probably.
1: Yeah, it is a better name. I agree. Although, like,
2: some some Joshi fans do good people. Like, that Joshi fan in Inside the Ropes, I won't name his name, but if you're in Inside the Ropes, you know him. And, like, he was trying to sell Joshi to someone, going, how can someone say no to a former softcore erotica staff being shit with someone? I'm like, honestly, if that's how Joshi was explained to me, I would never tried saturday
1: no it does need to be explained a little bit better than that
2: no um, exactly like but you either need to like go hey look they're really fast matches like imagine if lucha underground and need japan had a baby or um you need to go to do what i did and wear down um your podcast co-host for about six months before they give up <laughs>
1: Um Jamie Hater and B. Priestley, of course, become the first Gaijin team to hold the goddesses of Stardom title. So Yeah,
2: I believe the Gaijin has held the title, but not a Gaijin team. No. Um I'll double check that right now because there's not been a ton of um let's see um tyrants. But yeah, um honestly jungle and um thingy have held it so long that it's not that big I'm not that, that sad but they've lost it. Yeah. So I'm just, and like again, I think after um, B had a, had, in some people's estimation, a bad rain, I thought it was really good personally. Um, that yeah, it's probably the best place for her to be in the tag team division, and honestly, for the way B wrestles, which is very like quick, high impact, and then fucking off, I think it this it really fits her. So. Um, it doesn't look like there's any. Oh no, Hailey hatred. I think she can't be Japanese. oh, alpha female. She's definitely not Japanese. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's been um, Gaijin's, but not Gaijin teams. Cool. Um,
1: just quickly. Um, do you think it's the right? Oh, what would you oh, rate this match? I well, I was going to say do you. Yeah, don't matter. Um, I'd give it seven.
2: see. I gave it an eight, mostly because of um the not breaking up spot.
1: I would have given it eight, but you had two botchy spots from Jamie, and then you there was a bit that really annoyed me with B, and I know it sounds like I'm being really, really picky. She was there was a snapmare, and then um I think it was Jungle came off the ropes and hit her in the back with a kick. And B tensed about an hour and a half too early. Yeah.
2: Um and I know that sounds like yeah, I'm being she...
1: really picky.
2: But like, I guess if j- someone like jungle's fairly sizable, so I guess if someone's running, uh, j- someone like jungle's running at you, and you know there's not enough space to do anything. That's what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. I'll I'll concede. I'll give it eight. That's fine.
2: Yeah. Um. you have to remember is that I'm really, really, really enthusiastic about Stardom and Rob Stov sort of just not as enthusiastic as me. he still loves it, but like he's not as enthusiastic as me.
1: I do enjoy watching Stardom. I wouldn't say I love it. It's it's great, and I do well, enjoy watching it's,
2: it. It's. it's- it's really easy to watch as well, just because the show again the shows about maybe ninety minutes long if you um, skip some of the promos.
0: Yeah, which like absolutely. I
2: do because like on like where someone in Tam versus Kugetsu, it matters, but like who the fuck cares what Zoe Sky has to say?
1: Hey, she was tanning. That's what she had to say. Um, we go move on, on then Although, to. Um, go if on, sorry.
2: If you want some good pre-match, if you if you want some good pre-match interviews for Stardom, go go watch some old Chris Wolf ones. Chris Wolf. They're amazing. Okay. She's like, I'm a wolf. I'm gonna eat people. Fair enough. Amazing. Fair She's enough. He's like, I like tasty meat. Are you tasty
1: meat? <laughs> oh my god, WWE would love shit like that. Absolutely love shit like that. Um, gotcha. <laughs> we move on then to a six woman tag team match with the team. Uh, well, Julia's team. We won't uh, tell you who came out, and two mystery partners defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad team of Hanakamura, Death Yamasan, and Layla Hirsch in 14 minutes and 8 seconds. So, first thing to point out about this match are the two people that came out to team with Julia, and that is Micah and Siori Kondo. Um, Chris, do you know anything about these two?
2: Um, I really hope you're not going to ask me to... (laughs) elaborate on who these people are because quite frankly I do not know.
1: Fair enough. That's all I want to say. That's
2: a lie actually I asked I I asked some like in the stardom group. Like um who are these people and like apparently I can't remember which one's which but one of them is fairly new and the other one's like one of the best freelancer joshis going, so not gonna complain. Fair enough. Um... I'm I'm sure if you're a Joshi fan you were popping.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I didn't know who they were, but that's that's by the by. Ridiculous as this sounds now,
2: they impressed now, me. They both impressed me.
1: Yeah, I mean, this there was there wasn't a lot in this match itself apart from those two people debuting as Julia's partners and obviously what came afterwards. But my favourite person in this match, and I know this sounds ridiculous, was Death Yamasan. Now, I don't like her. I think it's a ridiculous gimmick, but I love the way that she emotes using her rock hands. So if she's really happy, they're enthusiastic <laughs> rock hands. But there was a moment where she was stuck in the rope in the middle of three feet being stamped on her head by this team. And she was doing really sad rock hands. And then when they lost... Are, are
2: you starting to, to turn a corner on Death Yamerson?
1: No, I think the gimmick is absolute horseshit. But I just found her emoting using but rock hands you, you, really you funny. You <laughs> I, I agree her corner quite, bit uh, where she's supposed to do it in time with her death 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 and cannot do it in fucking time really yeah. winds me up why just do it in time yeah. I don't understand I do just... not understand
2: <laughs> buy, buy a metric do what uh, you have to do with your guitarist and have to learn how to be in time buy a metronome and just do it until you can do it exactly um, what do you think of the hush
1: um, I thought actually she was made to look very, very good here. Her Springbird moonsault looked absolutely fucking beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah it's like Iconous, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really good.
1: Um there was a few clunky, messy bits. There was one point where they were doing uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad were doing the uh, they had all three members in different corners and they were just sort of like running around mentally and just attacking ones and Layla Hirsch sort of stood in the middle not really knowing what to do. That looks a little bit messy. Um but all in all I thought she looked great. Um, it was a secondary match, really. Let's put it that way to put over this new stable. Yeah. Um.
2: um yeah. Um. I, I like the the MMA look just because it's fairly unique to Stardom, but also just because I watch NXT on occasion. She just strikes me as a mini Shayna Baszler.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. She eventually ends up taking the pin from Julia with is her finishing move the glorious yeah. Buster.
2: I believe so. Like it's, she's getting better at it.
1: <laughs> she well, it's better than when she tried to do it like, on Hanakamura either. Like
2: she was really struggling with it. Like she actually hit it fairly she was hitting it fairly cleanly in this match.
1: She was. Um anyway, after after the match, um Kimura gives this promo, which was fucking brilliant, where she just basically slagged off these two women saying they were night walkers, um, told them they were ugly. Basically, she was a sixteen year old girl at high school just slagging them off. In really, really childish ways, and then she said good Derche and walked off. Give.
2: That's one that's one really good thing I'll give Hannah is she's probably the best promo in stardom. Yeah, and she's um, massively, I, massively I, over. Yeah, I think like, it's sort of like how like I care more about New Japan promos now that Chris Shelton's there because um, honestly my biggest problem was I can't know if this is a good promo, I don't know what they're saying now that I know what they're saying I'm like oh this is actually really good I mean you can sort of fit it in with delivery um, I do like how she got on the mic immediately and went hey do you think you're impressive because you beat my fucking bodyguard
1: yeah it was like oh cheers Hannah that's what you think of Layla, fair enough <laughs> um, but um, then Julia sort yeah. of introduced the- a new stable they're called Donna Del Mondo which is Women of the World yeah um got no reaction but julia covered this really really well by saying um don't worry just check my street my uh my social media afterwards you'll get used to it and everyone laughed so she is getting better
2: yeah um i i think honestly i think she was just like the fact that she's just been in random singles matches to start with just sort of turned me off her also like, i guess if she's coming in to make her own stable that makes sense honestly I think her making her own stable is just a um, wait till we have five teams going into the draft if they do the draft um, I'm not sure Booty Road are going to do that but honestly I hope they do because like, I know you haven't seen I don't know if you've seen a draft but they are really fun like they're not like great wrestling or anything they're just fun I thought there was six um, stables now with uh, like uh, and Domando t- hang on Staz Oelitai TCS um, Domando and Queen's Quest no five I thought there was another one. Doesn't matter. Carry on. We, but, um, Jungle Kiana used to have one, but they got knocked out in the draft last year.
1: No, I remember. I remember you saying about that before.
2: Um, but no, this match, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie and say there's any, there's anything really worth talking about in this match other than the Moonsault and who's in it. Like, it's just, it's as a match, it's just fair. But like, it's not there to be a great match because, to be fair, Def Yamasan is in the highest position she'll probably ever be. So. <laughs> I agree. Former high speed champion Deaf Yamasan. Jesus Christ. What are we giving this?
1: I'd give this a four. There's not there's not much to I've, say about I, it. I want
2: to give it a four. It's not below average.
1: Really? You're gonna give it a
2: five? Yeah, because it's not below average. like honestly honestly, like, cause for two um Julia's new partners impressed me. Like the only bad part was when Deaf Yamasan started being Deaf Yamasan. But even then I found that fairly entertaining just because I knew how much you would hate it. So like honestly, I I think giving it a four is very harsh. When you consider what, we've given a four in the past.
1: Yeah, most Nakanishi matches.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm still not
1: conceding four, though. I think that's mean. All right, we'll give it five. Fine. Um, but I'm not conceding this next match. Right, so...
2: Right, you you, you have to concede somewhat, because we are fairly far apart. But it's Arisa Hashiki uh, versus Itami Hayashita. And... Okay, I'm going to let you rant, because it's what we do. If someone has a rant, we let them get out of the way. So...
1: Wonder of Stardom title belt on the line. Um and we have Arissa, like you say, and Utami. Um starts okay. Um Utami starts with quite a lot of dominance um and then sort of uh, pardon me, Arissa sort of turns the tides with a big uh, step up knee. We then go to the outside where um Arissa starts slamming Utami's head into the um into the ring apron. At this point, Utami is bust open, and it's hard way. Um, and she's then quite clearly rattled. So whether she is concussed or whether she is just rattled is unclear. But
2: if she was concussed, she wouldn't rattle up next year.
1: Well, in that case, there's absolutely no excuse for the sloppiness that followed. Um, because if she's concussed and if she battled through it, or if she's got a severe, you know, if she's got a head injury then that that's fair enough. You can sort of excuse the sloppiness. But there was too much sloppiness in this match, especially towards the end, for this head injury not to be real. So if you're telling me that the head injury was not real and it was all done as part of the match to add some sort of effect to the match, then I'm sorry, the match was wank. Um, there was people not being carried properly, there was moves that were done too quickly, there was um, really, really appallingly pulled punches from Arissa. then uh, if you're taking away the head injury from this match, then I'm sorry, it was a shit show.
2: I don't think it was a shit show. I actually think it plays into a little story that Arisa's been telling, where she's very slowly turning into a psychopath.
1: But then that wasn't at all referenced in the post-promo? At all?
2: Well, it it doesn't need to reference in in the promo for it to be a thing. Like, for example, it was told within the match, for example, she hits a splash near the end, and instead of allowing the pin to happen, pulls um, Utami up and hits her with a Brazilian kick. Like, just, wow, just for the sake of doing it. I and that's not the Arisa of who was facing Tam and refusing to hurt her all that much a few year, um, a few months ago.
1: Yeah, but that was because they had storyline together. She liked Tam. That's different.
2: Yeah, but she doesn't um, like when she faced Jungle. She wasn't uh, she wasn't a psychopath. And she faced um Kagetsu. She wasn't a psychopath. She's only really been a psychopath since facing the people who beat her in the five star. Well, that's not being a psychopath. That's just getting revenge. That's different but like she's been she's been wrestling like i don't know i'm not saying she's an actual psychopath i'm just saying she's becoming more crazy and i like it which I, is I fine but i just i don't think points this is sloppy i don't think it's half as bad as you say i don't think um utami was injured because again they wouldn't she we wouldn't have a fight someone like jamie hater um like a week later if she was all that badly injured then
1: what was the um, excuse with the pole punches chris
2: Honestly, I just don't think of Tammy's ever been all that good at punch. She's a great kicker. I've never seen her throw great punches.
1: Do you mean a Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but they were they were punches that basically looked as though, right? I don't want to hurt.
2: Maybe, maybe, but like I, I think she could have been pulling punches, thinking she was her, but I don't think Tammy was actually hurt. Like I agree with you, like at these bad points. I just don't think the match is as wanky as you say. I just. This is also a very divisive match. I've seen people call this Match of the Year, which I don't agree with at all. Who the fuck is saying that? Um, Do you know CM Pulse? I disagree massively. I I also disagree with this being um, Match of the Year, Um, but also I I still think it's a really good match. It's not even Orisa's Best Match of the Year. No, it's not Orisa's Best Match of the Year, because she's amazing. (laughs) Actually, no, it would be. It actually actually probably would be, because the Konami match was last year, and she hasn't had a singles match since.
1: Oh, yeah, no, true, yeah,
2: oh, that's depressing,
1: isn't it? The so, fact that is
2: it's, it's best match of, it's not a time it's probably not a time, it's the time best match of year. I'd the year, probably if with Jamie Hayter one is better, but i'd get i I, I was thinking eight, hey, I'm now like seeing your point of view i I would go with seven, I'm not going with five, <sighs> like you've been saying all week.
1: I'll go. So there's, I'll, there's I'll, I'll concede good in this match six. So be a five. I'll concede six. I'm not getting any higher than six. I, I refuse. I just. I don't think it's I'm, a good enough match. Gonna, if this was WWE, I'm, you I'm would shit to on it this
2: one because ultimately you run the website, so you'll just put what you want anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but you look at like, that Charlotte and I, Kyrie Say match.
2: Yeah, and you um, shat on about that. The, I didn't shit on it. Yes, you did. You like, absolutely like, buried oh, Charlotte. No, oh, okay. yeah, because Carrie was very much more obviously hurt than Utami was here.
1: Utami had just been busted open hard way.
2: Oh, but it it's okay when fucking Dustin Rose and Brock Lesnar do it. Like, just being busted open doesn't mean someone... You, like, you can be the- busted open without getting a concussion.
1: I'm sorry, she is not that good, an actress.
2: It, well, that's actually my point with this match as well, like because the time actually showed emotion, I don't think she could show the emotion she could if she was if she was badly injured.
1: No, I dis I, I still disagree. I still disagree. We are going to have to agree to disagree because otherwise this podcast would be about four hours long. Um, <laughs> I think it was it suffered because of the injury. I think it had the potential to be great. Um, like I say the early exchanges well, were really a good. Match in the post, See, I haven't seen the five star, so I probably do um... need to. Uh, Probably do need to watch that.
2: You should watch that because ultimately it's a fifteen-minute time limit. So ultimately, like even if you watch a whole five-star show, you're not watching a lot. So like, if you're just bored one day, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's not um, like the G one. Yeah, it's not like we. Re- I saw someone saying oh, I'm rewatching last year's Super Genius. I'm like, how the fuck do you have the time to rewatch a Super Genius? For
1: me, you know, I agree. I don't understand that. Oh, um-
2: uh, uh, although um, Arisa's next challenger who revealed at the end of the match is slightly exciting.
1: We'll talk about that at the end. Um, yeah. So, we move on then to the main event, the World of Stardom title match with the champion Meio Iwatami defeating Momo Watanabe in 19 minutes and 12 seconds. Um, obviously, the last podcast we did together, we uh, reviewed Mayo versus Kagetsu, and we talked about how even though it was a high-paced match and things like that, it was still... A touch disappointing. Um, not, you know, it wasn't below. I think we gave it a seven. or did we give it an eight? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to check. We gave it an eight. We gave it an eight. We gave it an eight. This was substantially better.
2: This is really good. This is this is almost like yes. This is almost like your standard um, stardom main event, but like it's so good that it is a so good, good that you don't get bored of it, and B, it's not thirty minutes, so you don't get bored of it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um I thought Momo was fantastic, but Mayu, this was the Mayu that I sort of expect to see at the top of the card. I mean that reverse Frankenstein a fucking hell. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Off, yeah,
2: amazing. But also this is your first exposure to how good Momo can be and how good is Momo. Momo's fantastic.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Um just Momo's work uh, on the uh, arm uh, I'm was brilliant.
2: Correct. she. If I tell you how old you are um she is, you're gonna hate me.
1: How
2: old is she? She's nineteen. Moment, what an arbe is? Yeah, she's nineteen years old. I thought she was
1: thirty. She's nineteen. Jesus Christ. No, she was absolutely incredible during this match. It was a sprint. I thought it was gonna go longer and I'm really glad it didn't because they managed to just condense everything into this it's absolutely great match.
2: It's not even a short match, it's twenty minutes. Like it's about as long as the day one new beginning main events, but still I I would say these are better. Well, maybe you might disagree because you really like go- you really, really like Goto versus um, Shingo. Shingo. But like, I think this is I I think this is much better than either of those main events. I think this is a cut above um just the two delivered absolute bombs. The two are so good at conveying emotion, which is sort of where Shingo po- falls apart. Which I get, he's not there to convey emotion, but like you kind of need that in a great match. Whereas like these two, like, are amazing at conveying emotion, especially Mayu, and just it, I've, I've this match was Nothing, I can't really think of any flaws in this match. Like I w- I'm not saying it's a perfect match. I just can't think of any flaws that aren't nitpicks. I think if I was to nitpick, it was it was a li- it was very
1: very obvious towards the end that Mayu was winning. It was very one sided from Mayu, but I mean that is a very a very picky thing for me because you know I love Mayu and I thought MoMo again her work on the arm, like I mentioned earlier, was absolutely fantastic. Um, but you know this was a nine star match. This was absolutely fantastic.
2: This was yeah, I think we've not I, I initially an issue went eight, but like I think that was mostly just so it was more consistent with the rest of the canvas. This was absolutely incredible. And honestly check it's the longest match of this card by a mile, but like i have, I would have no issue um recommending this to anyone, even though me saying I like stardom in many wrestling circles get me laughed at. Cough, 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 gaff. Um, <laughs> so, um... like um your two your two major Korakin shows in now. Um is see your stardom favourite? yes i love yeah. me um can you can you see anyone who would potentially replace her
1: uh death Yamasan. <laughs> <laughs> um when I,
2: when I got when i got into this sad and i was like oh may is obviously gonna be my favorite but then like she's probably top five but like i like irisa jungle uh momo and um fuck who's your and well I, it was Gagetsi, but she's gone now so like yes yeah, she's doesn't crack my top three for me.
1: No, she's she's still number one for me. She's absolutely fantastic. But um, she, seeing Momo seeing Momo's she, um, performance today, and well, say today on this show, and also seeing um, Jungles as well, what Jungle was able to convey in quite a short amount of time, you know, they're both absolutely fantastic. But I'd still I'd still say Mayu. Just she's a star.
2: Yeah. If you find time again if your book, because side of matches aren't long, so you can kind of just watch so, a few couple. Of your you bother, need to kill an hour. But um, Momo's white belt range was amazing. I'll have to check it out. Definitely, um, um, definitely check out. Um, definitely, with that, check out a uh, jungle Kyona match. Okay, one of the best Adam matches ever. Actually, my two favorite Adam matches involve jungle. So
1: there you go. That sort of yeah sort of tells you just how much Chris enjoys
2: jungle. Um, yeah, she's 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 sort of the Ishi of. Um of anyway. So like, very quickly. So like, that was an overall amazing show. Um, there was one more show afterwards. There's not a ton worth talking about, mostly because I think Rob's only seen one match on it.
1: Well, but, just um, before you do this, just okay. before you talk about this, after the Mayu and Momo match.
2: Oh yeah, I keep forgetting there's pro. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we
1: had our typical sort of um promo from Mayu, and then she threw over to Stagel? Momo. Um, Momo, sort of. Said some things. B Priestley, of course, <laughs> just said, said some, some things. Th- you don't need yeah. to know what must she been said.
2: A, must have been an especially memorable promo.
1: Um, B Priestley, of course, who is part of King of Queen's Quest at this point, uh, Momo Stable, uh, came in to give her some support, and instead, B triggered her in the face.
2: But that's something I forgot to say about um, B Priestley. I think one of the big issues is intertextuality, where like a lot of her really cool moves, you're thinking of other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. um and she openly joins a widow tie, um, and this is greeted with booze, obviously. And then B puts a challenge out there for Arissa for the white belt, which, of course, yeah. that match goes down uh, as we record on the eighth. It's gone down today, so yeah.
2: And I haven't seen the results. Rob was like, "Oh, we should read the results." I'm like, "Mate, no, <laughs> I need to. I need." Swear, cause the last three Stardom shows have been spoiled for me and I'm try- going to try my best not to get it spoiled before the major matches go up. Do you have the Mayo versus What's-Her-Face? Um, I I'll have to double-check what her name is. The special singles um, match from today. After... Yeah. Um, sh- yeah, that went, that's gone up. But um, the arisa b Priestley match hasn't... The two matches went up. The Dark match, for some fucking reason, and then Aurora um, versus Mayo's went up.
1: Right, well there you go. Um so Chris, the next card would you like to
2: uh Um Yeah, I'll I'll quickly go through the results and then I'll stop at any major um story beats. There's a freeway match between Azumi, Hoshino and Leo and Azumi won, obviously. Not nothing worth talking about, not even worth rating. High speed Grand Prix match between Def Yamasan and Starlight Kid. Now between Death Yamasan and Starlight Kid and a High-speed Grand Prix match was basically Starlight Kids and Izumi's, um division. Who would you have win? Starlight Kid. Yeah, who won?
1: Uh, well, I'm looking at the results now on Cage Match, so I know. <laughs> the fact it only lasted three minutes as well is absolutely fantastic.
2: That's, that's a high-speed match, though. High-speed matches don't tend to uh, very very rarely reach 10. So um, That's the thing I like about high-speed high matches then they never take big bumps it's literally just run and try to get the When like i know in like other joshi promotions i think like if my sources who actually watch joshi uh other joshi promotions are telling me right other high speed divisions have like time limits and stuff whereas here it's sort of like just an unofficial way of doing things but yeah Definitely Amazon One and Starlight Kid sits zero. Honestly, we don't put any up any graphics up of how the tournaments were going, so I honestly don't know who's winning. I'm going to assume it's a, assume it's Izumi. Um, but then we have a tag match with B. Pristine Zoe Sky taking on Saya and Tam Nakano. Of course, there to take the pin. It was fine. Um, the first match we've done a with, with Julia and Makia versus The start, the team with Arisa and Ida, and Orisa's great. So of course, this match was really good um but yeah but again like um mike here I, I it's gonna be like the new dookie just a new way of saying it every time um <laughs> it's, it's continuing to impress me she's still good um i'm still enjoying it um i'm not gonna fully know have an opinion on it until she has a singles match though um we team of natsu ah uh, Natsakutora, tora um natsu sumire and saki kishima Taking on the TCS team of Hanakamura Konami and Hirsch. And again, fun. Um Saki's in there, so it's never gonna be a great match. But you know, it's it's fun enough and Sac- and Saki continues to be better in a wedding tie eventually not Stars. Um this is a match this is a match you've seen now, isn't it? The SWA um match. It is you know what the rules are? Do you know what the rules are for the SWA championship?
1: Now, unless I'm very much mistaken, you went through these last time. Um, so the current I champion did tell is.
2: i honestly, I'm just quizzing you to see if you remember what I tell you. I
1: think I do. So the current champion is Utami Hayashishita, who obviously I shat on in the last uh, in the last podcast, in the last match. Um, I well, you didn't
2: shat on her. You shat on Arita.
1: I did, which is why you were so. So, uh, so angry this is,
2: about what, it, this is, yeah. To be honest, you, you were being harsh, but yeah. Um, so the, what, what's the, rules of the, the
1: rules, I believe. So, because she is Japanese, it can't be anyone of Japanese, um, yeah, descent going between. for the belt. Um,
2: which is why it's been so sparsely defended because really all she could defend it against was like B, who, of course, isn't going to go for it because she, she was the world champ at the time. And um, then you had like the TCS lots so, of like Rebel Cow, Zoe Lucas, Bonnie Tyler, and Zoe Lucas went for it, but like it was a myth match. So, um, so, like, she won it
1: on the 14th sort of, of January. She and she defended it three times. Yeah, the last it a time it was defended was the 20th of July, and that was the aforementioned Zoe Lucas match in Osaka. So the Lucas match. Who else
2: does she who else does she face again?
1: Um In, uh, so she won it on the 14th of the first um and she beat yeah. Viper. Um took the belt off Viper. She then defended it on the twenty-fourth of February um uh-huh. against Bobby Tyler. Um then again mm-hmm. on the twenty-eighth of March against Rebel Kel. And then she defended it for the final time until well, up until today. Um Against Zoe Lucas um, in Osaka, and then obviously she lost it today. Oh, I keep saying today she lost it um, on the
2: twenty sixth of January of the, the, the Osaka show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not been. It's but like now that because Tony Storms held it. Like honestly, when it's on a from what I understand, when it's on a foreigner, it's more it's defended more just because it's something you can throw in a um, smaller show and it's um, for, for an excuse for a singles match. And like say with um, Jamie Hater having it now. Spoilers. Um, there's more people who can realistically go for it. Like, she could f- defend against, like, fucking... Well, not Saki, because she's in a way to tie, but, like, Konami could go for it. Like, um, Ida could go for it. Like, there's a ton of people who could go for it. And it's a good way to get Jamie, uh, Jamie Hayter better. I thought this match was good, though. We sort of have disagreements on this. but I, I think it's a seven. Um, No, I gave it a seven. Oh, good. Because, um... Yeah, because they kept up at a fairly high pace they hit each other fairly hard and that's all I really want from a um, minor show match so
1: yeah I'm I'm thinking the only thing that I had any issue with really was how dominant Hater was throughout this entire match
2: um, yeah, but maybe maybe that was Utami Salonk. Maybe.
1: What I did like, though, was the pre-match promo where basically it was the unofficial B match where the winner <laughs> seemed to get <laughs> B Priestley because Utami came out and said, I'm doing this match to draw uh, B Priestley back to Queen's Quest. And it was like, is that an unofficial stipulation of this match? <laughs> <laughs> the winner gets B, the B-Bowl.
2: It's like in GM mode. You could um, back in the day, you could literally um, have someone fight for have a Diva as their manager.
1: Exactly. So it was, yeah, very strange, but uh, it, <laughs> it did make me laugh.
2: So yeah, I like how B sort of just turned up in Jamie's promo.
1: Yeah, I to be honest, like I didn't hate sort of this match. About. I didn't hate this match at all. It was just I oh, don't know. It. It's um, like, it's,
2: it's, it has a ceiling because of both both women's respective. Um, an experience. I don't want to say that because they've both been in big matches and done well, but not, neither of them are leaders. Is my point. This is what we've talked about
1: before with other competitors. Yeah, there are those anyway, people that can. Um, yeah, go
2: on. Yeah, no, exactly. We talked about it earlier with um, ELP, and like, and like, with both of them, they're young enough where they're gonna, they're probably gonna get better. But like for now, they're green enough to need someone. Anyway. um this next match was fucking amazing. It was um JK, <laughs> JK Green of Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe taking on Kigetsu and Mayo Iwatani. And apparently these were who could get, this is what Kigetsu picked for a last match. And to be fair, everyone went all out. It was it was great. It was absolutely it's it's better than the tag match from the night before. And to be honest, it's probably my tag match from the year, but like in terms of what I've watched, it's been fairly fl- slim pickings of that um like because when it comes to like major tag matches i've seen this year it's been diy versus mustache mountain which is <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to dwell on shit matches um and then there's um the tag match at i guess I, I guess if you count the ladder match at um takeover i'll say that but i don't really count it. it's not really a traditional tag match this however was something else shop okay it was hard hitting enough like Kagetsu bollocks to be a um to be an homage without it being over the top. Like basically they just did the um you know, the elastic into the face thing. Yes. Like where they pull it back and let go. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah they did that. And to be fair, I'm just glad I wasn't to jungle because normally when something stupid like that, that happens, it happens to jungle. <laughs> and I feel sorry for her. Like, have you seen, like, you know, have you, you know, like, there's no context style and pages or whatever. And like, there's always, and there's a photo of someone like screaming as five people are about to kick her. That's always jungle. and like, it's such a shame. But yeah, um, jungle was an absolute star in this match. As we've she stated before. everybody. She's great. Like, when I say everybody, she did it. She is amazing. Like, hilarious. it's a great... Um, there was a power bomb where she just dropped... You know how she does... Um, I, I guess you won't have seen it yet, but her finish is sort of like a deadlift into, like, an a Elgin bomb, but the Elgin bomb's the last ride. Yes, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I have seen it. I have seen it. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, but before she did it to Kagetsu, she just... Delib- like, you know it's deliberate because Kigetsu tucked the neck, but like just drop Kigetsu on her head <laughs> fuck you Kigetsu no, literally it's like, bang, okay and now I'm going to give you it um, no, and Jungle 1 actually, she won it was, I forget what it's called, but you know the muscle buster, but you don't go down, your opponent doesn't take a bump, you like jump onto your ass and then it's sort of like a, um backbreaker, but from a muscle buster position, and it looks fucking disgusting. Yes, looks brutal. Yeah, so Jungle did that to Gagetsu in one, and Holy... And then challenged May, <laughs> And then May, who's very... Like, who can sometimes just be... Like, at the end of the Korokan show, when um, whats the face came on the screen, she was just like, oh, I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, when... Jungle came up to her and went, I challenge you for that championship. Mayu went, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's like I have a match at Korokin to worry about. Like, after my match at Korikan, try again. Yeah. Who the
1: fuck are you?
2: No, literally, yeah. It's like, you know, I, it, that's one of my favourite thing about stars is like how quickly both her and um Erisa can just change tone. It's amazing. Like you like remember at the last at the new at the christmas eve show where it was just sort of like oh yeah and utami that fucking brat <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it's brilliant it's brilliant it,
2: it, it was great but um jungle is very clear like in kfa's getting very clearly frustrated at her lack of opportunities because to be fair she has like reliably matches of the year every time she had a title match like her match with kagetsu her match with momo her match with arisa they're all fucking amazing if you haven't seen him yet, seriously, go watch him, especially since you like Jungle. Okay.
1: And you uh, said she's like the Ishii of the stardom division, which, you know, I love Ishii.
2: No, I don't... do Not just in terms of style, in terms of, like, everyone loves her, but we never push her. If what
1: everyone has said is to be believed in what you've said, actually, on this podcast, that, you know, uh, Road are interested in pushing, and I quote, the more attractive stars... No,
2: yeah, so it's like Tam, Arisa, Mayu... Um who who else was it? It was a it was a big list. Julia was on there. And then like they're Hannah not Kimura. interested in pushing Yeah, Hanakamura. And they're not interested in pushing Jungo, Momo, or Kaghetti.
1: Which is just it's bollocks, Which... isn't it?
2: Exactly. And to be fair, Bushiro do have a hard on for aesthetic. I think that's half the reason Sonata got pushed last year. Do you reckon it's why Yoshihashi
1: is... doesn't get pushed?
2: I don't know. Have, have Yoshihashi is a fairly attractive man. I mean, have you seen his wife? I haven't. Uh, a fairly attractive woman, I will say. Uh, <laughs> okay, <think> it's amazing <laughs> to me. First, first instance of blatant misogyny in the, in the history of the starting cast. There you go. And it didn't come from when, and it didn't come from when we invited Garfon. on. Uh, <laughs> but no, this 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 match is great for me. Tag match of the year. Um, but again, I watched New Japan like the only real competition this match had was the match from the night before or um the violent giants match i know that axis apparently had a really good tag match at the noah junior league finals but i haven't seen that yet because i haven't found three and a half hours but i'm probably gonna watch that at some point it's actually on it's actually on my i have a list of shows i need to get round to on my whiteboard and it's not best so. i love the fact you got a whiteboard in your room that just makes me laugh no, I have, like, literally, I, it's mostly to, so, like, I can put my uni deadlines on it so I don't forget it.
1: But it's currently but, just like, filled with
2: wrestling. That only, no, 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 because, honestly, that only takes up, like, that takes up about a third of the board, right? Because, like, I have a lot of deadlines, but, like, in, like, six classes, so, like, within a grid, it takes up maybe a third of the board. So another third is down to movies I need to get down to, and the other one is down to wrestling shows I need to get around to, which, currently on it, if you're interested, is the TJPW show from January 4th. Um, the Noah show from the 30th. Um, Progress 102, which only came out today. And um, Impact Hard to Kill, just because I want to see how they booked Tessa. Um, I mean, it does help because it made me actually get round to NWA um, Hard Times, which was a mess show. Oh, was it? Um, we don't have time. But yeah, seriously, best match. Um, fi- fine. It would be a good show. It was two hours long, but it was three hours long.
1: It would
2: be better if and it's three hours. Honestly, oil. like my big problem with N.W. No, it was two... it was three hours long. It needed to be two hours long. My problem with N.W.A. really is like, yeah, I never watch the weekly stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is a really good story. I'm really into this story. Like anything with Nick Aldis, I'm like, this is gonna be a great match. And then it never really is. Like seven out of ten, sort of the highest on there. And that was for the Thunder Rosa versus um, what's the name? Um, Allison K. match. Not Allison. No, that is the name, Allison K. Um, and that was. That was good, probably best match of the night. But like, it was based around the TV title tournament, which was, yeah, yeah. um, which has the six oh three um time limit, like six minutes and three seconds. What an odd time limit! No, yeah, to be that, uh, um, I, some of the best, the best thing about TV title for TV is the short time limit. So you like, you have a guaranteed match, and then the champ, no one has to look bad not winning the title because you can just be held to a draw. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Then. But, yeah, it's so like for TV, it's perfect. But to base a pay per view around it, like, there's only so much you can do in six minutes, and like you'd limit for for a six minute match is basically like the um, highest speed match from Corokin. So, yeah, I don't know. It's there's a reason we don't go out away way to talk about NWA all that often. But like honestly, I'd I'd recommend Power on any given week, but I would not recommend bothering with the pay per views. Anyway. Um, I haven't actually given the my, Rainbow's match yet because, honestly, I don't, I'm going to wait for you to see it before I like put a definitive rating on it.
1: Is it because, because you're well, going like, to on, give it 10 and you don't want to look like a mark?
2: No, it's not. Well, close. I was going to give it a 9 and I don't want to look like a mark.
1: <laughs> May give it a 9. You go for it, babe.
2: And honestly, I'd got. Um, but, like, before because sometimes it's like you'll see a match and then you'll point so like, I think it's the same for both of us. Sometimes we'll see a match the other one will point out a match um, a thing in the match. I was like, oh, I never noticed that. And sometimes it makes the match better, sometimes it makes it worse. Um, but yeah, but this was actually really good. Honestly, mate, just because... I know that you just like big um, people delivering bombs onto each other. So, like, this match is perfect for you.
1: I will check it out.
2: So... And then... Oh, go quick, so then we had get to the retirement ceremony. It wasn't like fucking Kazuki's where Jungle Key owner attacked her for no reason in the middle of it.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, what was the... Um... The retirement ceremony, like because obviously, I haven't watched it yet.
2: It was it was a lot like Ligers, where all the um, all the factions came out, sort of gave their respect, gave their flowers, and walked off. Like had the photo off and walked off. It was very much like that. It's very much how Hazuki's was meant to be before Jungle decided to shoot.
1: Yeah, for absolutely no discernible reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's. That's not been explained on any show since. No, well I was li- like I was
1: waiting for it. I was like, are we gonna get some kind of no? Oh no? Okay, fair enough then. Just just gonna leave that slap you know, in no, there.
2: And nothing like honestly, I don't know how much Hazuki and Jungle have fought in the past.
1: I was gonna ask, is there like, is there m-
2: beef there or? I don't like honestly, the only time I recall, I can even recall them maybe having a match is in the five star. <laughs> Like, oh, I I don't understand. like i'm not cra- like you what like i'm not crazy did this actually happen or did i just no no it no happened?
1: it happened it definitely okay. happened
2: I- i'm gonna have to ask someone what the fuck's going on there yeah because i still- want to know as well because because it's because uh, i'm not being funny it's six weeks later and i'm still baffled <laughs> like it still sometimes <laughs> enters my mind i'll be like do i'll be like writing an essay and then i'm just like <laughs> yeah like is it's very interest. It's very interesting writing about what creates an effective marketing campaign for an album, but why the fuck did Jungle <laughs> Kayona attack Kazuki in a retirement <laughs> ceremony?
1: You'll be just about to drop off to sleep, like, and I'm... then your brain will go. But why did
2: Jungle K? Fuck's sake, brain! <laughs> no, you know it's like it is. Like <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be going one of
2: those unanswered question, questions, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when like who pulled up the um briefcase uh um in Austin versus McMahon. Yeah. Um who the fuck for who the fuck thought giving you Joe Takahashi a title match was a good idea. Yeah. Um I said, simple there's, there's a simple answer to that. Um <laughs> Tanahashi ran out of because he, 'cause he had the Yokada problem. And then they had they had the sense to take him away from the title. Learn from your past new japan um but no yeah so we should probably we've, we've gotten to be um, like in the last 10 minutes we went from nwa to laughing about how jungle and hazuki apparently just don't like each other so we should probably wrap it up we, we should probably wrap it up to do a tangent to... absolutely um, so that's been this is these have been a two really good shows and um, i think the fact that stardom hasn't had like an overly packed month like it normally does has helped um, there's not there's lucky cool moments in um, since our last one like since our last one we had like the old Hannah come back and all that um, for a match and like but you know could get, I think seeds retirement tour has been fun. How much of seeds retirement tour have you seen?
1: Uh, lots of bits and bobs. I watched him uh, when obviously Hannah Kimura reverted back to her old roots. Yeah her um,
2: Oeditai stuff. And then, like, I also I also found it really fun when Azumi finally got um, with an Oeditai for a night um because oedatai has been trying to steal Azumi from Queen's Quest for about two years now. Yeah. I think... And, she, and, Azuki, and Azumi was funny backstage. She was like, ah, oh, you owe me 30,000 yen. Bloody
1: hell. <sighs> I just think it's been a nice little tour. It's been... It's been good to give her the send off she deserves. She definitely deserves, and then obviously that ceremony I think is a great way to top it all off. and, yeah, and then and if this match like, is any way good, she gave as... her, like,
2: one reti- uh, her one last her one last match before announcing her retirement, and then basically she was they were like, okay, what do you want to do? And she basically went, can I team with Hannah there, Azumi there, and then Face Tan? They were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, do what the fuck said, you all want. those matches had decent story, and like it sort of shows the reach of how um, Kagetsu's helped Stardom. So. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen... I'm I'm really sad to see it go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for our second episode of The Stardom Cast. Obviously, in the next one, we'll be covering... All of the other shows, including the Wait to Major League show that's taken place today on the eighth of February, so we won't spoil the results because Chris's head will explode. Um, but that's obviously the card that includes the B Priestley versus Arissa match. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. You can join us on Twitter at Stardom Cast. You can as well talk to us on uh, Facebook as well. Um, you can join the website www www.podmania.co.uk for all our previous podcasts all two of them and uh, match rating archives as well you can talk to me on twitter at realrobgoodwin. Chris where can they find you? At
2: at podmania I could say at gaffmania just to redirect all the patron and probably get some joshi fans for (laughs) to (laughs) Garf. and then him going "Wait, wait hang on what the fuck is a jamie? what
1: have you done, you bastards? <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next month for episode three, obviously in relation to Corrigan we'll shows probably, and big events. We'll probably
0: end up... We'll
2: probably end up... like If it's ne- if it's this time next month, we'll probably have another Corrigan show between now and the next recording.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like,
2: so We'll have two Corrigan shows. Well, yeah, there be, you go.
1: It'll be, yeah, it'd be extremely my favorite
2: fun. Thing to do. It's probably my favourite one to do just because there's no sort of time crunch on it. No.
1: Because it's monthly. And we can do whatever we want, really, can't we?
2: Yeah, like we can laugh about fucking Jungle and Suzuki for five minutes. <laughs> oh,
1: Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.